In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, good morning. morning. Happy Mother's Day. Hey, it's pretty good. Pretty good. So I want to welcome everybody here today. I know you expect to see Pat's beautiful, handsome face up here, but you had to settle for me. (laughs) There was something that arose. I don't know what it was, and it doesn't matter. Pat called me. 11 o'clock last night, unfortunately, I was sound asleep for a change. And I didn't think he wanted me to call him at 1 o'clock when I seen the message, so I waited till 6. And he asked me to come in, so just welcome. Thank everybody again. It was a pleasure being here. Um, so help me out. We're going to the opening hymn right now? Okay. Do we stand, I hope? Sure. Let's stand as we sing, His Eyes on the Sparrow.
Amen. You may be seated. What? We need one more. Oh, well, I don't have it on my sheet. Where? Oh, there it is. Now, can you be seated? You might not want me back after today. Okay, announcements in your bulletin. Okay, I got to get over here where I can see what's going on. I'm used to the screen in the back. I'm going out the front door and <laughs> keeping on going. Don't forget Mother's Day and graduation reception after the worship service. Now you do it. You have her dinner or something afterwards when I can't be here. I know how that works. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then the United Methodist Women are meeting Monday, which is May the 10th at 6 o'clock. And then Bible study at the Leaders at Tuesday at 730 and to Tuesday at 6 p.m. is the church council. At the church, I take it? Yes. At here, here at the church, so. That it? Anything else? Yeah. Oh, okay. Baby bottle campaign, please help the Lapeer Pregnancy Center by picking up a baby bottle, fill it with your chains, and bring it back on Father's Day. What day is that on? June something. <laughs> and your pocket change can change or save a life. And that is so true. So, anything else? Any other announcements? Raise your hand. Wait for the 
Come on, you got to get mic'd up too if I got to get mic'd up. <laughs> Just remember Eileen Reichman's birthday. We'd like to have a card shower for her, and her address is in the bulletin. Okay. Anybody else? Prayers for Pastor Pat and his wife, a little situation they're going through. I talked to him this morning. He asked me if he'd have the church have a prayer for him. Things no. We he'd appreciate it, and so would we. If you could keep the Rex web. Oh. Sorry. Anybody else? Okay. Um, young disciples. Good morning. What's today? Mother's Day. Hunter. Yes, they do. So we all got flowers, right? See, Hunter's got all the same color, all red. She's got all pink. You got all peach. She's got a mix, he's got a mix, Joey's got a mix. So, if all of the flowers all over the world were only red, would that be pretty? It would be pretty, right? It would look pretty. But what God wants us to do, okay, let's put all the flowers together. Is that prettier than just all red or all yellow? Is that prettier? Yes, it is. I know. <laughs> okay. So what this, this is, is God saying, I don't want you all to look alike. I don't want you to all be alike. I want you to all be different. But I want you to all be together. I want you to come together like these flowers. And if we all come together then we'll, it'll be a beautiful world and God can speak to each and every one of us to do something different. We're all not going to be a rose. We're all not going to be a pansy. 
We're not going to be a daisy. We're going to be each individuals, but yet God's going to work through each and every one of us. Does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's say a prayer. Father God, we just thank you that we are all different, but we all can come together and we all can work together to do your work and to do your will in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. going to do the Bibles or the grid. Okay, this time we're going to honor our graduates. Would Juliana and Kevin please come up? They're over here. Linda. These prayer shawls are prayer shawls for you. Did you want to say anything about the prayer shawls? The prayer shawls for the graduates are from a group of us ladies from the church that crochet, and they are based on the Trinity, God, Father, um, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And each stitch is stitched with love, and they're prayed upon, and we pray that they'll mean a lot to these young Young man and young lady here, and uh, will follow God all their lives. Thank you, Linda. Juliana, please accept this Bible on behalf of Brown City United Methodist Church. And Kevin, please accept this Bible on behalf of Brown City United Methodist Church. And uh, just would like to say we're all praying for you, and we're wishing you congratulations on this momentous occasion. Thank you. I think there's one thing that we can do, right? All of us can do is pray for our graduates. Not only in Brown City, Peck, Marlette, all the area. Some of them are going to be leaving going on to college. Some are going to be going on into the workforce. Some are going on into the armed services. But wherever they go and whatever they do, we need to pray with them, keep them safe and healthy. So congratulations again. Okay. Poem. Okay, time of our service where we have our joys and our prayer concerns and, 
And um, I hope I can get through this poem. Um, Evelyn Shunnels was a longtime friend of mine from way back. I knew Bob and Sandy, their children, when I was in school. And at the old EUB church out at Flint Township out there, they would come out there too. So I'm going to read this poem, and, and I think you, it was uh, at Evelyn's um, celebration of, of her passing away. So, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm slow. <laughs> this poem is entitled, Mothers Are Special. And it was, like they said, it was written by Evelyn Taylor Shunnels. Mothers are special people. God gave them a special task. What greater, higher calling than this one, may I ask, than to give a gift from heaven entrusted to her care to mold and nurture a young life and bathe that life in prayer. Mothers are special people. I know you think so too. For there's almost nothing in this world a mother cannot do. She can mend most anything around, toys, pants, and broken hearts. She can make the lightest cake on earth and bake the sweetest tarts. She can stretch a dollar into two. She's a faithful letter sender. She's a first-rate maid and chauffeur and sometimes a fender bender. She's a master with, paddle, with a paddle and ping pong in other places and she sure can lay the law down about clean hands and faces. She's a dressmaker, a rug shaker, a lawn raker as well. She's referee, nurse, and school teacher, and cans pickles, fruit, and gel. Sometimes her hand can be so firm, yet it means so much. When we are sick or sad or lonely, to feel her gentle touch. She sees the funny side of life and listens to our jokes. She fills the jar with cookies and sometimes the fridge with Cokes. Mothers are special people. I think God planned it so that through her love and guidance, we would daily grow. She has faith in our tomorrows and somehow has insight that despite our quirks and failures, we will turn out all right. She helps us see that we can trust in a God who's always there. From the first, now I lay me, she taught us faith through prayer. Someday, mother will leave us. And we'll miss her smiling face. But I'm sure somewhere in heaven, there's reserved a special place. And no matter where we find her, neither time nor space can sever the love that she has given us that will remain forever. What a bone. And I'm sorry about the end. Because at the end, I thought about my mother. Sorry, so. And the other, huh? Oh, yeah. Cool. And Willie's with us today. I don't know if everybody can see up there, but the bear is up there. Okay. Whew. Any other joys and concerns? 
Um, my girlfriend, Patty Perryman, um, asked to have us keep her dad in prayer. Rex Webb, many of you know him. He um, had a fall a few weeks ago and hurt his hip and went to the doctor and everything seemed to be okay, but over the, the last couple of weeks, he's just been in terrible pain. Um, and he is in Covenant in Saginaw with kidney issues and heart issues. Um, tomorrow, he is possibly getting a pacemaker put in, but it's going to have to deal with um, if they can get his kidney issues under control first. So just keep that family in your prayers. Anybody else? Yes, Bonnie Bonesteel's not here today, but her brother-in-law fell down in Florida, so prayers for him, please. That's her brother-in-law, Elder? Gary Dennis. Who? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I learned yesterday the pastor of the Lapeer Church, Pastor uh, Bob, mm -hmm. has COVID oh. and uh, very ill. Okay. I didn't hear that neither, so glad to know that. So. That's Pastor Grant Lobb over there at the Lapeer United Methodist Church. All right, anybody else? You guys do a prayer after this or not? Good, because we do it Omer too, so. Okay, let's bow our head in a word of prayer then. Father God, we come to you today, Lord, with a lot of with joys. For our graduating seniors, that they made it through their 12 years of schooling. And now they're facing the next step. We encourage them to spread their wings, to learn new things, but to remember the old things that we have taught them here in the church about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that you be with, with Pastor Pat and whatever the, it is that he's got going on, we pray that you'll be with him and Karen and, and just um, whatever it is, Lord. Let them know the prayers that we go out to stand out to him as well. Lord, we pray you be with the ones that we mentioned here today. Be with Rex and Gary and, and Grant Lobb as um, they're fighting different things, but they're hurting. And we pray that the doctors, the nurses, the health cares, or whatever they're at, whatever, who's ever taking care of them, will hear our prayer as we go out. The prayers go out to them. Lord, we pray that you be with our health care workers, our teachers, first responders. Right now, it's been a really tough time. This last year and a half or so, whatever it's been, it's just been a, a different type of year. And a lot of times, you know, people don't know whether it's coming or going, what's going on. And it's really been hard for our kids, going from virtual learning to in-person learning, and back to virtual learning again. 
But Lord, we know that you'll get us through this if we continue on with you. Lord, we pray that you be with our churches and be with our mothers as we celebrate Mother's Day today. Both the ones that are here and our Heavenly Mothers as well. And we pray that we will never forget the words of wisdom they gave us all the time. We might have scoffed at it at the time, but we found out years later that moms was right. We should have been listening to our mothers because she knew what she was talking about. Now, Lord, we close up at our church with the Lord's Prayer, and I hope you guys remember it. Let's do the Lord's Prayer right now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. At this time, uh, the offering, is it a noisy offering or a regular offering? Or both? Okay. So at this time, if you haven't had a chance to put your offering in, now you've got a chance to do it. And the offering is for the offering for the camp.
Broader, we use monies to be a beacon in our community. That we can reach out to people that maybe don't know the Lord. People who are struggling with whatever they're struggling, we can help them. And through us, they see the love of Jesus Christ come through them. And they ask themselves, how can I get some of that peace? We thank you, Lord, for everything you've given to us, all the blessings you've given to us. Lord, you just watch over us. And we thank you for everything you give to us. For your precious holy name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. There's a little change in the program. I'm leaving. Ronnie, you're taking over. <laughs> oh, darn it. Oh, shoot, she caught it. So, the scripture this morning, because I got packed, didn't call me till late, so I didn't know what he was doing. So, but the scripture is found in the book of John, chapter 14, 15 through 21, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. When one of these at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the man who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. And Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet, invited many guests. And at the time of the banquet, he sent a servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they, they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. And another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. And still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant. Now you might wonder, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. You might wonder what that has to do with Mother's Day. But isn't that what mothers do? Mother says, bring them in to me, and I will take care of them. My message title this morning is, If You Love Me. Did you ever wonder what some of the mothers in the Bible might have said to their children? I'm a big fan of top 10 lists. And a top 10 list was published a while ago that I want to share with you this morning in, other, in honor of Mother's Day. So here we go. Number 10. Samson, get your hand out of that lion. You don't know where it's been. <laughs> Number 9 is, David, I told you not to play in the house with that sling. Go practice your heart. We paid good money for those lessons. That was my mother on the piano, because I did not like doing the piano. Sorry, Wilma. <laughs> Number eight, Abraham, stop wandering around the countryside and get home for supper. Number seven is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, leave those clothes outside. You smell like a dirty old furnace. I was growing around the farm, so mom was always saying, get them clothes outside <laughs> or down the basement, one of the two. Number six is Cain, get off your brother. You're going to kill him someday. 
Number five is Noah. Noah, no, you can't keep them. I told you, you don't bring home any more strays. Number four, Gideon, look at your clothes. Have you been hiding in that wine press again? Number three is James and John. No more burping at the supper table, please. People are going to call you the sons of thunder. Number two is Judas. Have you been in my purse again? And the number one on the top ten list, Jesus, close that door. What do you think, you were born in a barn? Just kind of a funny humor to get today's going, so. Today's passage isn't about mothers, but it is about love. And love is the key ingredient to being a good mother. Just as it is the key ingredient to living a Christian life. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Children tend to use this quote in a different sort of manner, though. They tend to try and use it as a tool, as a leverage to get us to do what they want. See if this sounds familiar. Kids will say things like, well, if you love me, you'll buy me such and such. Or, if you really love me, you'll let me do this or that. Now, that's not exactly what Jesus had in mind when he said that. Jesus wasn't trying to twist our arms to get certain things done by filling us with guilt. He wasn't trying to manipulate us at all. Instead, he says all of this with a sense of expectation. Basically, he says, if you love me, then this is what the way that love is shown and proved so that everyone will know that you love me. This is how you will spend yourself and your time. That's how the woman who is credited with founding Mother's Day spent herself and her time. The woman credited with founding the modern observance of Mother's Day is Anna Jarvis. And her Methodist church in Grafton, West Virginia is called the Mother's Day Church because Anna Jarvis was very active there. Anna Jarvis was inspired by her mother, Anna Reeves Jarvis, who in the 1850s organized Mother's Workday clubs in the area. The clubs provided medicines for the poor, inspected milk for the children, and provided nursing care for the sick, and ran shelters for children with tuberculosis. And when the Civil War broke out, she called together her clubs and asked them to make a pledge that friendship and goodwill would not be a casualty of the war. Throughout the war, the woman nursed soldiers from both sides and saved many lives. Anna Reeves Jarvis became a genuine peacemaker after the war, organizing Mother's Friendship Days to bring together families from both the North and the South, which had been torn apart by the war. So Anna Jarvis, the daughter, was born in 1850 and was an impressionable child and teenager when her mother was at the peak of her courageous work. So in 1907, two years after her mother's death, she organized the Mother's Day in Grafton, West Virginia, so that her mother's work of peace and mission would not be forgotten. She campaigned for years to make it an American national event, and she succeeded, and in 1915, President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. Now, I don't know if you knew that or not, but I thought that was interesting how far back Mother's Day got started. 
But another one of the earliest promoters of the idea of Mother's Day was Julia Ward Howe, the author of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And Julia Howe was a militant abolitionist, and her battle hymn inspired the Union Army in the Civil War. And when the war was over, Julia Howe focused her attention on two other causes, voting rights for women and world peace. So you see, the central concerns of those who established Mother's Day were civil liberties, international peace, overcoming poverty, and ministering to the poor and sick. From the beginning, this was a day not simply to remember our own mothers, but a day to express the deepest form of love possible. We see that expressed in the lives of such mothers as Anna Reese Jarvis and Julia Howe. So that leads us to today. Being a parent in today's society is very difficult. Today, both parents have to make hard choices in a society that now expects both parents to work in order to fulfill themselves and provide an income that will keep up with everyone else. It is hard to raise children with the care that they need. If a young mother chooses to stay home and raise her child, she is looked down upon by a certain working mother as being less of a woman. And if a young father chooses to stay home and be the caregiver and house husband, he's looked on as being a freak or a weirdo. But if both parents work, many times they both feel guilty that the children aren't getting enough love or attention or time with parents. And then you throw the single parents or the blended families into the mix, and you can see how difficult it is to be a parent in today's society. I think the answer, or at least part of the answer, is in these verses. The home is so important. It affects everything we do. What happens at home in the formative years determines how a child will live out the rest of their life. If a home is a place of violence or abuse, then chances are their children will also be violent or abusive. But if the home is a place of faith and prayer, then generally the children will also be faith-filled and prayerful as well. So these passages can help us in a number of ways. It teaches us that we should create a certain environment in our homes, an environment of love, an environment of grace, an environment of faith, an environment of security. So let's look at those four things. An environment of love, that's what this passage is all about, loving God and being loved by God. It's also about how God shows that continued love through the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. All we have to do is live that love and to allow ourselves to be mirrors of that love for the world to see. Why? Because love builds self-esteem and self-worth. Love helps keep life centered and focused. And then we go to the environment of grace. We should create an environment of grace. I mean a whole life, a home life that isn't judgmental. A home where children are given the opportunity to try certain attitudes and ideas without recrimination and a load of guilt. A home life that allows for mistakes. Because that's how you learn, is through your mistakes. But a home life that offers forgiveness for those mistakes that were made. And that leads us to an environment of faith. We should also establish the home as an environmental of faith. 
One of the ways we do that is through attending Sunday school and worship with our kids. It is good to send kids to Sunday school and church, but it's even better when the parents attend with them. Parents, to be a good example, you have to be actively involved. You need to create an environment of faith by being involved. Create an environment of security. And that's where we're going right now. We're challenged to create an environment of security. Boy, you see that more and more today. The kids just don't have, even in stable homes, because our children live in a very fragile society where everything is constantly changing. The changes our children experience today are different than the changes when you and I were experiencing when we was growing up. One of the best gifts we can give our children is the same gift God gives us, the security of love. In a world filled with so much violence, so much hate, and things we don't even want our children to know about, one of the best things we can give our children is security and stability. We know things change, but we can show them that our love for them doesn't change. Jesus Christ accepts us for all our sins, no matter how bad they are. When we ask for forgiveness of them sins, he says, yes, I forgive you. And that's what we need to do with our kids as well. We give them the security as parents by letting them know that no matter what happens, no matter how much they mess up, we will still love them. We may hate what they have done. We may even condemn their actions. But folks, we always got to love them. Don't ever, ever let your kids doubt your love for them. Because when they lose that, we've lost a lot. And that's the same way that God loves us. Like I said, no matter how bad we think we did, how bad we messed up, and I messed up plenty. Plenty, you be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but God what a blessing that I can ask God for his forgiveness and he gives it to me no questions asked it's done it's gone never to be brought up again the same way we need to treat our children that same way Because you see, God loves the sinner and the saint the very same way. No favorites. The sinner and the saint gets loved the same way. God simply wants us to love him. And Jesus says we show that love through showing love. 
whether we're a mother or a father. The point is, we love. Now, we bless our mothers this day, but in reality, we should be blessing our mothers every day. It's not just one day out of the year. Our mothers do so much. And like I said earlier, I didn't realize all the little bits of advice my mom gave me or tried to give me. <laughs> she always had something. In her own way, she showed that love to me, to my brothers and sister. That's how we got to show love to people outside the church who maybe we don't know. But when that love in here comes out there, people see it and they ask, how can I get some of that love too? And it's because of our love and Savior Jesus Christ. So like I said, we bless our mothers this day no matter what they have done or left undone. We do this because we believe in God's love. For some of us, our mothers are part of Cherry's memory now. Others are blessed with the opportunity to share good times, to share concerns, have conversations with them. But we honor our mothers and we praise you, O oh God, for your gift of motherly love. We are grateful for the loving hands that have worked so hard in raising us, cared enough to guide and encourage us and to bless us in ways we could not fully know as children. I hope on this Mother's Day, if you're able to, to honor your mother, if they're still alive. Simple words. Mom, I love you. Mom, I thank you. And then if your mother's not here, you say them words to her. She hears them. I guarantee it. And she sees it with the love that you show your kids here. Let's pray. Father God, we are so blessed. Our mothers do a fabulous job, Lord. Between giving us words of advice, healing our hurts, being a chauffeur, when she don't really feel like doing it, she still does it. She cooks for us. She cleans us up. Lord, we need to bless her every single day of the year, just like we need to bless you every single day of the year. But on this day, the days that we celebrate it, let's take the time to tell our mothers, thank you for being in our lives. Lord, we thank you for everything. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Okay. Closing him. There it is. Please stand as we sing Standing on the Promises.
want to remind everybody that downstairs there is a reception for the graduates and those other people, the mothers. Um, <laughs> graduates more important, right? Okay, let's close a prayer. Holy Father, we thank you for this beautiful day you've given us, and we thank you for the beautiful mothers you've given us. We praise you, Father, for their leadership and their nurturing. Father, we ask that you bless them and bless each of us as we go our ways. Bless the food to our bodies, Lord, as we partake. Bless those hands that have prepared it. Be with us throughout the coming days. In your son Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.